If you have a Bible today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7 as we start this brand new series. And this series is on foundations. And so this is part one. We're going to have some great guest speakers come and join us. You're going to be absolutely floored by some of the stories that are told. I'm looking forward to them already. Before we get there, how many were here in church last Sunday? Go ahead, raise your hand really high. How many were here in the, this service last week, this second service? Okay, the majority of you. So in the first service last week, I kind of drew a blank on my notes and got lost in my notes, and I laughed about it a little bit, and I thought, well, I'm glad that's over. In the second service, I did it only worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm going through my notes, and they're, they're upside down and backwards, and I'm reading the wrong scripture, and my wife brings me a copy of my notes, and then that, now I have two copies, and I've messed that up worse. <sighs> have you ever been there in your life? And 25 years of preaching, that, that was a memorable one. You know, I, I was like, when I jumped out of that airplane, did I scramble my brains? Do I need a sabbatical? Who's going to come back next week? Look how nice you people are. You came back, you know. And uh, it was a, a kind of a cool moment, but, well, it wasn't for me, but it was fun for you, right? So, so then uh, I was watching that movie, Jesus Revolution, and I, I heard about the quote before the movie. I watched it in the movie. I've written it down. But I love this. The pastor's wife says to the pastor who's questioning himself, going through a hard time, you don't have to be a pastor for this to speak to you. And she says, don't be so arrogant to think that God can't work through your failures. I love that. Anybody failed recently? Yeah, like God can use even your failures in your life. Certainly it humbles you. That's good, right? But also God can use that and help other people. So um, I'm just grateful for that quote, and I will probably quote that the rest of my life to be reminded of how incredible God is that he can even use our failures. So we're in Matthew chapter 7 today, this series on foundations, part one. Glad you're here. Don't miss a single one of these six Sundays if you, if you can help it, all right? And if you do miss one, watch online, all right? We're going to pick up Matthew chapter 7, very, the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So Jesus teaches on all these subjects, and then he gets to this, and he closes. This is the closing of the greatest sermon of all time. You thought last Sunday was the greatest sermon of all time. No, that's a distant second, okay? Jesus has the best sermon of all time. And this is what it says at the end. Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Let's pray. Jesus, you taught us one with authority. You taught with anointing. God, sometimes we just have to have ears to hear. And so, Lord, I pray against distractions. I pray, God, for focus. God, I pray that we could hear what you want to say to us today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Jesus preaches this Sermon on the Mount, and he gets to the end, and he says the words that we just read. Let's start out with point one, which is so obvious from the text. Nobody's going to miss this. Hearing Jesus' words is not the same as practicing, right? Jesus doesn't say, hear my words, and then go out and live the same way. Hearing Jesus' words is great, but it doesn't do you a whole lot of good unless you practice his words. He said it like this, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds house, their house on, a sand, on sand. Jesus had just taught, here's the subjects, if you don't know, the Sermon on the Mount. He taught on giving, prayer, money, anger, lust, divorce, revenge, loving your enemies, and judging others, and even more subjects. I mean, this is an intense uh, sermon that he has just preached. 
and it changed the people's lives there. It changes lives today. But even then and even today, people walked away, and they didn't change their lives at all. Sometimes we don't realize that many, many people like, heard the teachings of Christ, and they walked away. It's too hard. don't want to do it. It's going to cost me too much. I'm, I'm enjoying life my way. Listen, it's one thing to, to just hear the words that, that Christ says or read the words or, or be, be a part of a sermon, but it's another thing to actually live that out. In our church, we're desperately saying, don't just believe in God, live for God. And there's a difference. James says, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. A lot of people can quote the Bible, and not everybody that quotes the Bible is living for Jesus. Anybody know somebody who's really Bible literate, but they don't live for Jesus? Man, that's, the Bible's a dangerous tool in the hands of someone who just wants to know a lot but doesn't want to live it out. Do we know the teachings of Christ, and are we living out those teachings? It's not just the messed up parts of our lives, like, yeah, Jesus, you're right, i got to fix that, i got to change that. But it's also letting go of the hurts, the regrets, the pain, the fear, the unforgiveness. Following Jesus means you're not weighed down by the wrong things. Think about that. Sometimes I'm weighed down by the wrong things. I allow things to drain me, to overwhelm me. I focus on things in my mind that have no fruit to them, and it pulls me away from what's, what God has for me. Came across a little picture. It's kind of a cartoon, but it makes a point, right? And this is the point. Jesus is saying, uh, let go of the things that make you drown. I don't know if you can see it, but this may, might be you. Holding on to hurts, fear, regrets, hate, unforgiveness, and pain. And drowning ourselves in those things when Jesus is saying, let go, let me take that from you. There's actually power in that little cartoon if you really stop and think about it. Following Jesus means you're not weighed down by the wrong things. So Jesus stops the whole teaching at the end of his long message. I don't know how long it was. And he says, make sure that you actually apply this to your life. If you just heard it and it goes out like, you know, the window, it doesn't help you at all. Here, here's point number two. Everyone is building their life on something. Everyone's building their life on something. Everyone gets up in the morning to do something with their life. They're building it on, on something. What, what is it for you? Who are you building your life upon or what are you living for? If you don't believe in God, what do you believe in? If you do believe in God, but you're not actually living for him, then what are you living for? We live for some, some crazy things in this world. Like there, there's people who like live for sports, right? There's people who live for work, or they live for pleasing others, or they live for travel or pleasure or something. What are we really living for? Jesus is the sure foundation. Everything else will let us down. Here's what's fascinating to me. Like, everybody knows a foundation is really important. Like, you got to have a foundation or that building's not going to stay standing, right? But here's what's funny. Some of you are frugal like me. You, you will get this. Building on the sand is easier, cheaper, and faster. Hello. Wouldn't it be great if you just had microwave faith? Hit the 30-second button. All right. Now I, now I know how to pray. You know, you just find that little easy, quick fix, right? Easier, cheaper, faster. But building your life on the rock is harder. It's time-consuming. It costs you more. People are looking for an easy way, if we're honest, sometimes a lazy way to serve God. And before you judge somebody else, just ask yourself, is there any part of my life that just kind of wants to cut corners in faith? An easier way to serve God. Can it be part of the church without having to give anything? Without having to serve anywhere? Do I actually have to interact with people, or can I just do my own thing in faith? 
How often do I have to participate with others? Can I, can I coast through this life just with the inspiring parts of the Bible, maybe even other people preaching them to me, or do I actually have to read the Bible for myself? Foundations are expensive. They take time. They take money. And listen, faith, real faith, building your, your life on the foundation of Jesus, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be fast because it's worthwhile. So build your life on the solid foundation. I was thinking about my wife and I over the years giving, giving our tithes and our offerings beyond that to the Lord with two full-time jobs. We're going to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to the kingdom of God. There's going to be a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights. There's going to be people I don't know how to help. There's going to be times I preach sermons and I go, what did I just say the last two minutes? There's going to be forgiving people who hurt me and praying for things I don't see results. Faith is a grind. Ministry is a grind. And foundations are costly but I don't want a cheap 30-second microwave faith. I don't want to build my life on a foundation that's not going to stand when the storms come. Think about those skyscrapers. I mean, if those things go 90 like stories up, how many stories are down on the ground to make sure they don't fall over? Underground does not mean unimportant. Underground is important. You may not see it. You may not like how, how many millions of dollars it costs. In fact, if you were to put a foundation uh, here in Olympia, uh, not only would it cost a lot, not only would it take a long time, but it would take about 12,000 permits from western Washington in order to do that thing. <laughs> All the government leaders just left our church, so that's good. <laughs> I've never built a, a foundation in my life. I've built a few things, but I never built a foundation because I've never built anything valuable enough to need a foundation to stand upon. But I do know this. You can't build a skyscraper life on a chicken coop foundation. Isn't that good? Like we're just going to throw this thing together and it's going to work for us. If you want skyscraper faith, you're going to have to go down. You're going to have to drill down bedrock, Jesus. Knowledge doesn't help if it's not applied. Everybody's living for something. Everybody's foundation is something in your life. Deion Sanders has been in the news a lot recently coaching a team yesterday wasn't good for him, but this quote is pretty powerful. He said, I tried everything. I tried parties, women, buying expensive jewelry. Nothing helped. There was no peace, just emptiness inside. When I found Christ, I found, found what I had been missing all those years. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you can go looking for, like, you know, pleasure and hope and fulfillment, but it all ends up leading, leaving you empty inside. Like, there's a place inside your life that God says, no, that's my place, and jewelry ain't going to fix it. And nothing else is either. Only God can be the foundation of your life. Nothing can take his place. Everything else is temporary. So where are you going to go to find the one who made you? Where are you going to go to find the one who knows you and loves you and saved your soul? Where are you placing your hope and your trust today in yourself, in your health, in money, in a significant other? Or is your hope in Jesus and Jesus alone? Jesus in verse 524, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds their house on solid rock, a person who actually follows Jesus, not just someone who just like mouths the words, but act like a disciple is one who follows. A disciple goes, where you go, teacher, I will go. What you say, I will actually do. Like if you're just going to a lecture, you may or may not agree with like 90% of it. But if you're a disciple, you're going where your teacher, your leader goes, and you'll build your life on what they say. Number three is this, storms will come to everyone everywhere. No one gets through this life without storms. I really want to caution you. Sometimes you're, you're thinking might be like, I'm going through so many storms and everybody else's life is pretty easy in comparison. 
And, it's, and we can do that really quick. Like we can be so centered in our own thinking that we don't know that our neighbors, our coworkers are going through things that we have no idea about. And it's painful and it's hard. Everyone has storms in their life. Uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, the scripture says. Matthew chapter 5, verse 27, when the rains and the floods came with, the, and with winds and they beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Storms reveal the quality of your work, the quality of the builder's work. Storms reveal the strength or the lack thereof of your foundation of your life. So the wise person builds his or her life to withstand anything, and this can only be done with God. It can't be done with anything that we can create. Humans desperately desire something solid to stand upon. Only Jesus can provide that. So Jesus wraps up this whole sermon and all these things. He says, listen, this is the foundation. When I'm giving you these principles, these teachings, this is how to live. And it's important and it matters. And if you disregard it, don't be surprised when your house comes crashing down, when your life falls apart. What's really interesting today is that people's lives can look so good, can't they? I mean, I like this, like, they look so good on Instagram. They look and they smell so nice at dinner parties. Like, man, everybody else's life is pretty good. Like, their marriages are all so perfect. And, and, and their, their looks are so good. And their life is so good. Listen, the house might look really good on the outside, but how's the real foundation? Don't be deceived when somebody else looks like they got it all together, because they don't. Only God holds us together. And your neighbor, your coworker, your friend might look like they've got it all together, but when the tide goes out, you find out who was skinny dipping. <laughs> Track with me there, come on. Oh, it might look really good, but the tide's going to go out. And then we see what's really going on. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, and it's not just you that has hardships in your life. So what happens to your life when the storms come? We're going to do an object lesson today. That's kind of fun to do in church. So I'm going to invite Alex. I think he's going to have some, uh, going to bring this out for me. Wait, let's give him a hand. Can we do that? He's awesome. Thanks, bro. So I hope this works. Um, so what we got here is some sand. Can you see that where you are? Is it on the video? So um, I hope everybody online can see this. And obviously, Jesus said some people build their, their life, their foundation is made of sand. So when the storms of life come, and all I got is a pitcher of water. This, this is not even coming in sideways and hard. I don't got any wind. But sometimes we build our life on something, and let's just say you build your life on your health. This, ooh. <laughs> don't tell the pastor. Sometimes you build your life on money. Sometimes, listen, you, you build your life, you put your hope on your looks, and then you turn 29. <laughs> right? Sometimes you're, you're, like, you're building your life on your retirement, like you're, you're living your life through your children, or, or your hope is in your spouse or your marriage, and this is what's going to happen. That's what Jesus' teaching is all about. It's like if you build your life on anything other than me, if your foundation for your life is something you can control, then guess what happens when the storms of life come in and the, and the waters come in? Oh, but we got good news because Alex also brought me this brick. And here's what's cool about, about the Lord is no matter what comes at you and what tries to rob you from, from heaven, when your life is in Christ, when he is your, your, your God, your Savior, your Lord, your foundation, he's your source Everything just hits him and rolls off. Let's have a life like that. Amen. Isn't that good? Thank you, Alex. 
We want our life to be built on something solid, and it can't be ourselves, and it can't be other humans, no matter how great the other humans in your life are. And it can't be something on this planet that you can control. What's powerful is the church, the early church, man, they, they, they took this message to heart. Those disciples said, our foundation will be in the Lord. It won't be on anything else. They learned how to like go out without money, without resources. They didn't have all the, uh, the blessings that, that we might have. They were willing to fight for their faith. They were willing to suffer and even die for their faith. Many of them did die for their faith. They were unwilling to turn away from the gospel. They understood that winds will come in this life. Rain is inevitable. Storms are expected. Listen, darkness will oppose those who follow Christ. And suffering's not going to be avoided. Did you know that? There is some hardship when you're going to follow Jesus. If somebody told you, when you follow Jesus, everything's going to be easy and everybody will respect you for it. I'm sorry, that's not the truth, right? Triumph is certain. Even though all those things are hard, triumph is certain. I like to say this, God is on the throne. His promises are true. The devil is a liar and faith is the victory. Beyond that, heaven's my home. So whatever happens here, happens here. Like if the gospel of wokeism starts taking over the land, like I'm still going to believe in Jesus. I'm, I'm still going to put my faith in something that lasts. It's eternal. I've decided who I am. The world can come against you. Your character is revealed by the fruit in your life, but your faith is revealed by the storms. So when those storms come, let it show the rock of your life that's still standing. I don't know what condition I'll be in, but I'll still be standing during the hardest days of my life. How will I survive? Am I strong enough? Am I good enough? Here's the great question, the great answer to that question. Number four is this. When Jesus is your foundation, he is your strength. Right? You don't have to be strong enough like, I'm just so strong in myself. I put this scripture up last week. I want to bring you back to it again, Joshua 1.9. Because I used to read Joshua 1.9, and it would say, this is my command. So I'm like, okay, God's commanding Joshua, commanding us, be strong and courageous. Like, like, try hard, train, like, be prepared, don't give up, like, you know, stress out, flex, you know, do all those things. You got to do sweat, make sure that you do that. I thought that that was what it was saying. Do not be afraid or discouraged. But what it's really saying is this. You don't have to be afraid, Joshua, or you, or discouraged because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I love this. this God isn't saying to you, you got to be stronger. Come on. He's not slapping you around saying, get it together. Stop being afraid. God's saying, you don't have to be afraid. And the reason why is not because of you. It's because of me in you. Because your foundation is on me. Joshua, you, you've planted your life. Your foundation is the Lord. The neighboring armies that are coming against you, their foundation's not in me. I can be strong. I can be courageous because God is with me. It's not about my abilities. He's my source. I love that word. He is my strength. He is my shield. God is my shield. And he's the stronghold that I run to in times of trouble. So let the storms come. I'm not standing in my own strength anyway. I'm standing in the foundation of bedrock, the, the, the rock of Christ Jesus. In our humanity, we may take shortcuts. We may be tempted to live partly for God and partly build our life on this world or temporary pleasures of sand. Researchers recently conducted a study, and it seems this, 10 out of 10 people die. I mean, that, that's the reality. I think that Jesus is ultimately saying, listen, the ultimate, like, like, Stand the ultimate trial or storm in life is death. Now you're going to eventually get to the end of your life, and the ultimate storm that you're going to face is you're going to leave this world. 
And from the day that Jesus spoke these words, every person who's ever lived has lived their life until the storm came. And when that storm of death came, when the end of their life came, it was at that point that we could determine if that person or God will determine if they built their life upon the sand or upon the rock. Obedience to God, not just believing in God, but living for God, is the only way to a sure foundation in this life. Statistics say 150 to 160,000 people die every day. Their chance to, to live, to choose what they're living for, is over. Can you imagine like 150,000 people yesterday are not here today? Their race is run. And Jesus said these words, Wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many people enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. When you're standing on the rock, when you're building your life on Jesus, when this life is over, no matter what happens here, you'll remain standing. Would you bow your heads with me for a moment? It's highly possible, in fact, it's probable that even though maybe we know this truth, that nothing can anchor your life, nothing can be a bedrock to your life other than God, we often try, we often get confused, and we live to please others. And we obsess about finances or health or the way we want things. Someday, your life will be over. Someday, the tide will go out. Someday, the final storm will come. And if you have Jesus, you'll remain standing. But if your foundation in this life is anything else, We just stop for a moment right where you are and just say, Lord, you created me. You breathe life into me. You know the temptations to live for things that are fleeting. No one else knows me, loves me, saves my soul. No one else can uphold me eternally. Only you. So God, I want to I want to ground my life. I want to live my life. I want to build my, the foundation of my life in you. I'm going to ask you to just take the next couple minutes and just talk to God as we worship, as we pray. Let him speak to you. And maybe make a statement. Lord, I know the winds are going to blow and the rain's going to come. But I'm going to stay standing because my strength is not in me, it's in you.